You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Amen. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. And today I open myself to God's word so I become more like Jesus every day. And today I proclaim that I am God's beloved. I am God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Hold up your Bibles. Let's sing together. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thank you, Lord. So again, welcome to our beautiful, beautiful Bible study every single week. We're in the book of Matthew and we are several chapters down already since the beginning of last year actually. And today I'd like to preach to you with the message, God is healing your blindness. Let's say that together. God is healing your blindness. That is true. Claim that healing today. Pray that prayer today. And the the underlying statement for this is, remember that pride will prevent us from seeing God. It is our pride, not our pain, (laughs) that will prevent us from seeing God. It is really sad from time to time. You know, God is already offering Himself to you. God is already blessing you in so many ways, sometimes in mysterious ways. God is there right beside you, comforting you. God is there healing you. God is there providing for you. But sometimes, you know, even if He's working in our lives, we don't recognize that He is working. We don't recognize it is God who's working and doing things. Sometimes we cannot see His hand, His heart. You know, even when you do not see His heart, or you do not see His hand working, we trust His heart. It's because of pride that sometimes we fail to do so. So today, have a reflection with ourselves and say, Is my pride preventing me from seeing the work of Jesus? Is my pride hurting me more than it's helping me? Take away our spiritual pride, Lord. Our prayer today is open the eyes of our hearts, O Lord. And so we, before we dive in in the Holy Bible of our, our reading today, let me retell the story of the emperor, the, the emperor's new clothes. And uh, it's by Hans Christian Andersen. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard the story, but let me tell you that story again. Once upon a time, there's a king who was a, who was a fashionista, who was like, in, 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 if the king is in this time now, 
his Instagram or is full of himself with his new robes. With he, he will never get out of the palace without a new robe. He will never uh, he will never get out and be seen in public without you know being robed in majesty. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure that uh, it's all about fashion or he's a fashionista. And again, he would never go out unless he had a new suit. And, you know, it has been heard all around the kingdom. So one day, two swindlers came to the king and uh, they heard about the king's obsession about this. And, 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 they, and they came to the king and boasted to him, Your king, my king, we have the most beautiful cloth in the world. It's mystical. It's magical. And you know what? It's really good because, you know, stupid people will not see it. Those people with low IQ, will be invi will, it's invisible to them. And you will only see it if you are wise. And so the king, who is very intrigued, and you know, it could puff up his pride, the king was sold and said, Yeah, come on, make me one. I want that mystical, magical cloth. And I will know as a modus who in my ministers are dumb or stupid. Because only people who are wise can see it. So let's see. So the king gave them, gave the two men a little room so that they can start sewing his new robe. And they went on pretending to weave and to sew and they're acting as if it's it's they're making it so one day the king sent one of his oldest advisors to check on them and when he when he checked on them the, he saw the two crooks as if you know they're working with air <laughs> there's nothing going on but uh you know the swindler said, hey, take a good look. How is it? Do you like it? You know, it's really dazzling when it's seen through sunlight and gorgeous. Isn't it lovely? And then the oldest advisor, trying not to look dumb, trying not to look stupid, said, I, in his mind, I cannot see it, but I don't want to look dumb and stupid. So she, he just stammers and said, yeah, I think it's really nice. It's beautiful. It shimmers well. Pride. A few days later, the king sent one of his wisest advisors. And it's the same thing. He cannot see it physically, but he chose to pretend to see it because he doesn't want to risk being labeled as dumb or stupid or unwise. So to protect himself, he just said, yeah, that's really nice. It's dazzling. It's fit for the king. And then finally, the two thieves were able to, to and the deceivers were able to present it to the king himself. And <laughs> obviously, the king cannot see it. But admittedly, you know, everyone who saw it before, like like the advisors who, who were sent by the king, uh, they, they saw the cloth previously and they were like the noises in the room and said, yeah, that's really nice, king. It's one of the best robes in the world. It's pra all praises. It's the most amazing robe in the world. And so the king pressured to keep his pride intact. He said to himself, my gulai, I don't see it, but I don't want to be looked at as stupid or dumb, and no one should know. So he just blurted out and said, Yes, I like it. I haven't seen anything like it my entire life. And all the royal ministers, you know, try to fill the room and just they just pretended with the king and the emperor and everybody said, Yeah, beautiful, dazzling, fantastic, fabulous, lovely. 
pride leads us to lie. And, you know, one lie needs another eight lies to back it up. And then each of those eight lies will need another eight. And eventually, later on, one lie multiplied to millions of lies. One source of why we continue to do and live such a life, it's because of unhealthy pride. Pride will cause people to maintain a million lies. And that's not a full life that God has promised. But you know what? The show must go on. And so, a few days later, because of the pressure of the royal you know, ministers and everybody who is interested to see it, the king decided to parade his new robe to his people with trumpets blaring, announcing his coming. He was going around the people, showing his new clothes, the royal guards pretending to hold the invisible, you know, you know, trail of, uh, of the cloth. And, and they walked out of the palace. Villagers, you know, tried not to look dumb, not to look stupid. They applauded and they were looking at themselves and as if, you know, if they're applauding and maybe they're seeing it, maybe I should see it too. So they tried. No one dared to say the obvious to the king that he was walking around in his briefs, in his underwear. But there was one little innocent child on the street saw it as it is and he and, and, and that child said look the king is on his underwear in Tagalog yung hari nakabrip lang <laughs> and the king heard the child and he cringed he knew that was the truth and he, were, he realized that he was duped by the swindlers and everyone else was just playing along, playing along and they're just, you know, riding on not to look stupid, not to look dumb. It was all a lie. But what can he do now? He wanted to protect his pride. Even if he was deceived, he said, keep on walking. And in his mind, again, the show must go on. That's tough. Tough to live. In pride, Jesus is offering differently. And this is where our story goes on. From Matthew 16, hopefully you can open up your Bibles. This was also happening. There was a huge lie going on in the time of Jesus and it was happening. The religious leaders then were saying the show must go on. They are puffed up with their pride even if they look already like hypocrites. They didn't want to look stupid or dumb. They want to hold on to their moral authority, religious authority. So here it is. Here it is. From Matthew 16, the leaders demand a miraculous sign. One day, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. You know, you got to note that in the four Gospels, this is the only time that both religious groups, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, were together. Why? Because they were mortal enemies. They were like, they were like from end to end, polarized. And uh, why... They hated each other. But why are they coming together? Because they decided 
and they come together because they have a mutual enemy and that is Jesus. You know, the Sadducees were the ones in charge with the temple and they're the ones who were in cooperation with the Roman Empire to maintain their status while the Pharisees were the ones who, who were like the liberals who said, you know, we're the only ones who can interpret the writings of the law of God. And they joined forces against Jesus. And here it is, Jesus outsmarts all of them. He replied, this is the reply of Jesus. You know the saying, red at sky at night means, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow and red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Jesus was asking, why are you so blind, dear leaders? Why are you so blind? It is the God that, that you claim to serve. He is already here, but you cannot see Him. And He continued, Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. The entire dialogue. It's like a photocopy from Matthew 12, if you get to backtrack. You know, Bible writers love repetition. The first one, why they do repetition is they emphasize. And second, they want to mark the sections of their writing. Because in the original context or in the original manuscript, there were no chapters or verses. Matthew used the repetition to tell to his readers this. Hey, it's escalating. You know, it was the Pharisees first. Now the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It's now becoming a bigger, bigger issue. And, you know, Matthew was building up to the crucifixion eventually. And Jesus was telling them again and again, Guys, please open your eyes. You're blind. What signs are you looking for? I am the sign. Open up your eyes and see God is here. The truth is, it's also our problem. We become puffed up with spiritual pride and saying to ourselves, Lord, why this? What's happening to us? Why, Lord? And we begin to complain. We begin to become too hurt about our circumstances. But the truth is this, what we usually are looking for is already in front of us. Our pride blinds us to God's gift. My friends, I share with you the times that my pride was hurt. But God even used pain to shake you up, to break your pride. It is not to hurt you. It is because He has a purpose for you. So today I encourage you that we come before the Lord even with our pride. We allow the breaking because the breaking becomes your blessing. 
It is the breaking of the bread that we get to share Jesus. The breaking becomes our blessing. Are you breaking up? Are you going through a breakup? Are you breaking down? I declare to you, my dear friends, your breakthrough is coming. Allow Jesus to come into your life. Allow Jesus, the healer, the provider, the restorer, to come and take out the blindness from our lives. Our prayer united is, Lord, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Say that prayer with me. Lord, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Again, one last time. Declare this together with me. Lord, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Thank you, Lord, because you hear our prayer. May you receive the Lord today and see, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Second part, Brother Bo Sanchez. God wants to heal your blindness. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the feast. And I'm so happy to be back. This is my second time I'm preaching since I've had COVID. But let me give you an illustration right here. Imagine I'm thirsty. Well, I am. And then there's water right in front of me. Whoa, all the water I need. But what if I am blind? And I cannot see the water, so I'll keep on getting thirstier and thirstier, and I'll begin to grumble, I'll begin to complain, why there's no water. Friends, that's exactly what happens to people who are spiritually blind. Like, like the blessing of God is there, His love, His peace, His joy, it's right in front of you. But because of our spiritual blindness, and, we're, and, and we shared it already, the same words um, over and over again, we're saying it, it's pride that keeps us spiritually blind. We do not see the blessings of God. And so what happens is that we don't quench our spiritual thirst. And what happens is we grumble and we complain and we're miserable I'll give you a little example of what happened when I had COVID. You see, as I was recovering from COVID, one of the things that I had to let go was my tendency to rush. I mean, I, I get so impatient um, and I want to do two or three things at the same time. But one of the things God taught me, and I, I, I can just share with you so many things about what God taught me because of uh, when I had COVID and I was recovering. But the one thing He taught me was uh, a little habit, a, a little ritual that I do every morning now. You see, I eat my breakfast alone because everyone, I, I wake up so early and everybody in the house is still asleep. So I'm eating my fruits uh, for, for breakfast every day. And before COVID, what happens is that I usually, automatic, this is an automatic thing that I would, you know, eat non-thinking um, response. It's like I pick up the phone right away. And then I scroll through my news feed and look through my messages while I have my fruits because I'm alone. And, you know, it, it's something that, it, well, it's boring if you're, you're just eating and, and you won't do anything. But that's exactly what I'm doing now. I felt God was inviting me to say, hey, there's, there's a blessing in front of you. Open your eyes and just taste every morsel and enjoy every bite and let, let the taste explode in your mouth and be grateful. And so it's almost like 
a meditation for me every every morning like eating that that piece of fruit and and saying thank you to the lord for every single bite it's beautiful i could go on and on but what god is doing and what god has done in my life it's like my cataracts have has fallen it's peeled it off and i can see more the blessings of god for my life that i take for granted we need to go back to the story so here we go verse 4 then jesus left them and went away pause can i go out of the bible story just just meditate on that verse and i'm i'm going out of line here but uh many times we we just have to leave people who do not like us <laughs> i've been in ministry for 40 years right and so i have received thousands of letters no exaggeration from single women who will tell me uh my suitor ghosted me he does not call me up anymore no messages nada and i how can i get him back and i i I'll, my response is can i say it in tagalog kung ayaw niya sa iyo ayaw mo rin sa kanya <laughs> I'm, i'm i i say you know can you please keep your dignity don't, don't grovel don't chase him he's not worthy of you you deserve better okay end of the detour <laughs> let's go back to the story later after they crossed to the other side of the lake the disciples discovered that they had forgotten to bring any bread watch out jesus warned them beware of the yeast of the pharisees and sadducees at this they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread verse 8 jesus knew what they were saying so he said You have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5000 I fed with five loaves and the baskets of leftovers you picked up? Or the 4000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up? Why can't you understand that I'm not talking about bread? This is really funny. Like two guys chatting over shortwave radio but using different channels. You know I think what Matthew was doing he was bringing out how hilarious this conversation was it's absurd you know I compare it to my experience talking to a guy um waiting for a guy actually in a hotel lobby and I've never seen him before so it's going to be the my first time so here was a conversation hey mark where are you i'm here in the lobby and mark says me too 10 minutes ago uh, but i don't see you and i say I'm standing here beside the big window. Um but but do, I don't see you but do you see me? And and Mark says, "No. Um I'm also standing near the big window wearing pink. Do you see me?" And I look around. Pink, pink, pink. Yes, I see you. Wait. Are you pregnant? I'm a guy. Okay, that was a, I exaggerated a bit. But that was a conversation. A couple of minutes later, we both realized We were waiting in different hotels. I, I was in Shangri-La, Edza, Shangri-La, and Mark was in Makati, Shangri-La. So it was pretty wild. But that—that's exactly what happened to Jesus and the apostles. The, the, the apostles were thinking about physical bread. Jesus was think, thinking of spiritual bread. And then this is what he said. He was talking about really bad spiritual bread. Okay, coming from the Sadducees and the Pharisees. This is the verse. 
So again, I say, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then at last, they understood. The apostles realized, oh, they went to the channel of Jesus. Oh, he was speaking. He was not speaking of yeast in bread. He was speaking about the what? The deceptive teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Verse 11 and 12. Yeast, my friends, is, in, is a design pattern um, in the Bible. When the Israelites were escaping Egypt and they were in a hurry, they ate unleavened bread. That was the instruction, meaning to say bread without yeast. Yeast symbolizes that little bit of evil that destroys the whole truckload of bread. And you find it all throughout scripture, even in the book of Genesis, where, where Adam and Eve, you know, and the act, that small act of evil stole Eden for generations of people. And I, I just want to share this with you, that, that the, the teachings of the Pharisees and the, and, and, the, and, the, and the Sadducees were deceptive. The reason is this, because they were supposed to teach about God, but they could not see God who was right in front of them. The Pharisees and Sadducees, they were following God, at least they were trying to, but they were spiritually blind because of Pride, God that they were trying to follow was already there in Jesus, touching and healing and blessing and moving. They're blind. Why? Here's a fact. The greatest liars already believe in their own lies. And what, that's what happened to the religious leaders. Um, these powerful guys, they had titles and privileges and positions and authority and wealth that they had to maintain. You know, the show must go on. And so to maintain their house of lies, Jesus had to die. Can I share with you a little bit about my personal spiritual journey? That, yes, I've been following God since I was 12 years old. So really a long time, 42 years. And yet it was not a straight line. There were many times when I failed God. There were many times when pride took over, spiritual pride, where I knew, I know this already, you know, and I, I was spiritually blind to what God was teaching me, um, sometimes from the most unexpected sources. And, the, the, you know, when I look back, I say, wow, I was just like a Pharisee. I was just like a Sadducee. I was just like the apostles <laughs> who were speaking, you know, from a different channel, and could not see, you know, also in one sense, spiritually blind. At the end of the day, it's humility. And we don't have to let the show go on. Um, let's stop faking it. Right now, I'm going to challenge you. I'm really going to challenge you today. God is already in front of you. And, and he, he's, he's there. Sometimes we don't see him. We don't see him blessing us and loving us and working in our life because we're so caught up in our own lives. We're so caught up with ourselves and our problems and, and, and what have you. It's, it's now time to, and, and maintaining our position and our pride and our wealth and our status. You know, we're, we're so caught up, preoccupied with maintaining what we have now when in fact God is in front of us saying, all that is garbage. Will you leave all that behind? Will you surrender all that behind? That's what I learned when, when I had COVID, when I, when I surrendered everything, all my attachments, I gave it all to God. 
And can I lead you into a prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I give my life to you. I surrender all my attachments to you. Jesus, I give you my pride. I give you, you know, this, this, the, any, any kind of lie that I'm trying to maintain. Father God, I, I'm giving my life to you. Come, I want to see you. Remove the cataracts from my eyes. Peel it off and let me see you work in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.